Why don't we give Jesus a hand clap of praise? Come on, that's it all across this house right now. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We magnify you, Jesus. Come on, don't let the stones cry out. Come on, magnify, glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you thankful to be in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. There's nothing going to take my place. Nothing's going to take my praise. Nothing's going to take my worship. Nothing's going to take my dance. Amen. Does anybody believe that tonight? Hallelujah. Is that your sentiment on a Sunday night in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. I've come to offer my very best praise. Man, it feels so good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. It's such an honor to be here today. Man, I recognize and realize I am the man standing between a party. Amen. That's right. Holy Ghost party first. Praise God. Such an honor. Happy birthday to Sister Bradford. We appreciate your sweet spirit, your kindness, and that whole entire family. We love the Bradford family, love and appreciate them, and, and all that they do for the kingdom of God and what they represent. You are blessed in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. You are richly blessed. Amen. I said it once before. I'll say it again. You know, you can find a preacher anywhere, but you can't find just any pastor. You can get on the Internet and listen to preaching and have a preacher preach to you, but there's nothing like the pastor that God gives you in your life. Amen. And aren't you forever grateful and thankful for that in the house of the Lord? Amen. Did you come to have church just a little while tonight? Amen. If you have your Bibles... Exodus chapter 3, it is a distinct honor for me and my wife to be here today, amen, over the past couple services, Thursday night, Friday night, I commend all the young people that were here, amen, responding to the word of God as we had a time in the Holy Ghost, I pray that that was impactful, amen, we forever leave transformed, amen, Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in the flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire. The bush was not consumed. Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight and why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto, called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. He said, Draw not hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. 
And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, to bring them out of that land unto a good land, a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and praise God for all the ites. Man, if you can put down your Bibles for the next little while, I just want to preach from the thought title, An Invitation for Transformation. An Invitation for Transformation. All across this place for the next little bit, can you just lift up your hands with me right now? Amen. And if you can lift up your voice. Amen. Why don't we just let our voice begin to echo in this house right now? Come on. Why don't the voice, the prayers of the saints begin just to echo in this house right now? From the front to the back, side to side. Come on all across this house right now. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, that's it. That feels good right now. Hallelujah. Do you feel the victory in God's house tonight? Amen. I firmly believe that God wants to touch and he wants to minister to our heart tonight. Amen. If we allow God to move and touch, amen, I firmly believe very quickly that the Lord will begin to move in this house. Amen. There's people that have walked into this place with needs and real issues and problems. Amen. And I firmly believe in the Holy Ghost. Amen. If we'll tap in and engage. Amen. I believe that people will be delivered. Amen. People will be set free. Amen. And people will be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I wouldn't walk out with my issues. I wouldn't walk out with my problems. I wouldn't walk out with my sorrow. Amen. But I would walk out of the house of God. Amen. With everything that I need. Amen. I would walk out with God's house. Amen. With everything that he intended for me to have. Man, if you believe that, why don't you clap your hands unto Jesus before you're seated. invitation for transformation there's nothing about God that is stagnated or dead there's nothing about God and his kingdom amen that is full of dead man's bones there's nothing in the kingdom of God that has stagnated water Man, we know something when we consider and think about water, that water is the source of life. Water is a flow, a flowing stream at times in a riverbed. We know when you look at something that is stagnated water, man, that water is, is dead. There is no life inside of that water. Amen. But when you see a river, it's flowing, and it has water that is constantly fresh. It's water that is alive. It's water that's not stagnated. Hey man, it's never the will of God, hey man, to be in stagnation or to be in a place of complacency or to be in a place, 
amen, where there is not newness of life. Amen. But the God that you serve tonight and I serve, he is a God that is alive. He is a God that brings forth life. He is a God that brings forth revelation. He is a God that brings forth understanding. He is a God that brings forth power. Amen. Do you still believe that tonight? Amen. He is a God, amen, that sets the captive free. He is the God that allows light to shine in darkness, even though the darkness comprehends it not, John lets us know. Amen. He is the God that lives. Amen. And scripture says, the Lord liveth and blessed be my rock. Amen. And the God of my salvation be exalted. Amen. We know that in him is life. John lets us know in John 1 and 4, in him was life and life was the light of men. Amen. We understand that in Jesus, in Jesus alone, there is the fullness of of life. Hey man, there's not life in any other way. Hey man, there's not life in any other person. Hey man, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hey man, I don't want that message to get old to me. Hey man, on a Sunday night, hey man, having the revelation and understanding, hey man, that in Jesus alone there is life. Hey man, and he said, life more abundantly. Hey man, he said, the thief cometh not but for to steal. Hey man, to kill and destroy and he said that I've come to give you life and life more abundantly amen can I pause for a moment and tell you tonight uh, amen God has not called you simply just to exist uh, amen but God's called you to have life uh, and life more abundantly uh, amen God's called you to have life uh, amen life full of victory uh, amen life full of authority uh, amen life full of dominion uh, amen life full of power uh, amen life full of anointing. Amen. I'm just going to keep on preaching it tonight. Amen. Till you really believe it. Amen. God's called to give you life. Amen. That gives revelation and understanding. Amen. That begins to illuminate the darkness in your world. Amen. The darkness of circumstances. Amen. The darkness of trials of life. He is the God that brings about revelation. It is never the will of God to get to a place of stagnation or of comfort and ease that we pick up our feet and sit down on a chair and amen and get in our spiritual lazy boy, amen, and says, well, you know what, I, I, I've, been, I've been living for God for a while now and I, and I know some things now, amen, it's never to the will of God to get to a place amen of a spiritual lazy boy amen that I've seen all that God can do amen that I've seen everything that he wants to do in my life amen that I've seen everything in the house of God amen I heard one man say amen that you know what I've heard everything that can be preached in the Bible he said I've heard every message that can be preached amen there's just no new message that I can hear amen I don't want to get to the place, amen, when I don't expect something new, amen, because I know that God is a God that's alive and he's not 
dead and God doesn't operate in the box that you and I operate in. Hey man, God doesn't operate in that familiar box. Hey man, we know how to put God in a box. Hey man, that says, well, hey man, we, we, we're not going any further than that. Hey man, but God is bigger than our box. Hey man, God's bigger than our limitations. Hey man, God's bigger than our fear. God is bigger than our circumstance. God is bigger than our problem. Hey man, can I just take a moment and preach to you on a Sunday night? Hey man, as we celebrate, hey man, that God is bigger than your problems in your world. God is bigger than your sorrow. God is bigger than your pain. God is bigger than your issue. God is bigger than your heartache. God is bigger. Hallelujah. Will you let me just preach to you tonight? Hey, man, God is bigger. Hey, man, I don't care what this world says. I don't care what philosophers say. I don't care what those in higher education say about God. Hey, man, would say it would be so foolish. Hey, man, for you to come to the house of God. Hey, man, and to begin to ask for prayer when there's sickness in your body. In their mind, it would seem so foolish. It would seem so silly. Amen. Why would you pray to a God that you cannot see? Amen. You don't understand. Amen. Because when we've touched God and experienced his power, amen, we know in whom we believe. And though we cannot see him, yes, you better believe we can feel him. Though we cannot touch him, we know that he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Can I remind you tonight that there's nothing in your world, amen, that God does not know about. There's nothing in your world that God's not aware about. Amen. He knows everything. He knows everything. He knows every circumstance. He knows every situation. He knows every pro Woo! Bless God. I wish this was plugged up right now. It's all right. It's loud enough. Come on. Why don't you magnify Jesus? He's still able. He's still able. He's still on the throne. He's still powerful. There is no other name like his name. Hallelujah. Well, I, I come to have church tonight. I hope you did. Hallelujah. I, I'm tired of the lies of the adversary. Hey, man, that would have people feeling like they have to be weak and anemic Christians. Hey, man, that they would have to come to the house of God. Hey, man, with their head down, beat down. Hey, man, not walking in power and authority. Hey, man, and just become the doormat to the adversary. Hey, man, I want to let some people know in this house. Hey, man, you don't have to be a doormat to the adversary. Hey, man, it's time that you stop walking around. Hey, man, with your head down, letting the adversary just beat you up. Hey, man, and tell lies to you. Hey, man, it's time to to pick up your head and recognize in whom you have believed. It's time to pick up your praise and to pick up your dance and know who I have believed. I believed in the Lord who is mighty strong and mighty strong and in battle. He is a mighty God. I just feel like reminding somebody tonight. God is a mighty God. He is still all-powerful. The Bible talks about he's omnipotent. He's, he's all-powerful. There's 
There's, there's, there's nothing that's too hard for him. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's, there's no issue and problem in, in our world and circumstance that seems so, so big. No, no mountain, no, 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 no trial that is too big and too hard for our God. Because I know and understand how it is that life and things and circumstances, amen, will rob us of our faith, amen, in God and knowing that he's able to come through, amen. I don't care how many times it seems like you have not seen God come through in your circumstance and situation, amen. Can I tell you tonight, why don't you go again? Why don't you swing again? Why don't you try again? Why don't you praise again? Why don't you shout again? Well, preacher, it didn't happen the first time. I came down to the altar and I prayed for healing and I walked out sick. Well, baby, why don't you try it one more time on a Sunday night and just see what Jesus will do? Why don't you try it one more night and just see what will happen? Bible, the Bible puts emphasis, if you pay attention, and I don't have the time to really go through scriptural examples, amen, but when you consider that how many times when it didn't happen the first time, that they went ahead and just tried the second time, when they didn't just see it in that moment, an opportunity, and they just said, well, why don't, why don't, why don't we just go again? Hey, man, it, it seems so foolish. Hey, man, that the man of God would tell Naaman, Naaman, why don't you just go ahead and dip seven times in the, in the Jordan? Well, why, why do I have to dip in the Jordan? That, that seems so silly. Aren't there better waters, hey, man, than the Jordan? There's other waters that I can go dip in, man of God. Wouldn't it seem so much more easy and convenient? And, and, and really, seven times? Hey, man, that, that makes no sense. Hey, man, but you know, if Naaman would have just tried to dip one time, hey man, he would have never seen his miracle. Hey man, he would have never seen exactly what God wanted him to have. Hey man, but it took Naaman going seven times. How foolish does it look for me to walk down to the river? Hey man, and to walk back. Hey man, still no answer and no problem. There could have been many people that was mocking Naaman, saying, "Why is this man, this fool, gonna go back to that river?" Hey man, I firmly believe that he was walking in that place. And every time that he dipped, hey man, he had to go back and he took the walk of shame because he didn't see the miracle yet. He didn't see the blessing yet. Hey man, but you know what? On that seventh time when he went down to that place, hey man, and he got out of that river, hey man, there was no more mockers. There was no more critics. There was no one there saying, well, you sure do look foolish, Naaman. Hey man, all of them were looking around saying, I want that same miracle that Naaman Naaman had. I want that same deliverance that Naaman had. Hey man, I've come to let somebody know on a Sunday night you haven't seen it yet, but baby, go ahead and do it again. Go ahead and do it again. I don't care if it takes seven times or 20 times. I'm not going to stop praising. I'm not going to stop dancing. I'm not going to stop shouting. Come on, I need somebody that believes that to take about 30 seconds and give Jesus some praise. Ah, 
Hallelujah. It seems foolish. It seems ignorant. Amen. But nothing about Pentecost, amen, has ever been to the place of, 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 of dignity, amen, and just sitting in a place, amen, of just being comfortable, amen, everything in Pentecost has never made sense to the world, amen, everything in the kingdom of God has never made sense to those outside of these four walls, amen, you need that kind of determination and that kind of zeal, amen, that says, I'm not going to stop until I see it happens. I'm not going to stop praising God until I see my husband in this church. I'm not going to stop praising God until I see my wife in this church. I'm not going to stop praising God until I see my babies pray. I'm just not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. You know, when they, they were sitting around and they were rebuilding the walls, man, uh, they had a determination and mindset. They were telling them, why don't you come down from that wall? Why don't you come down from that place? Come on, you don't have to do all of that right now. We, we, let's just come down and... Let's just, let's, let's just have a conversation, hey amen, and that tenacity and that made-up mind that says, I'm not coming down. I'm not stopping what I'm doing right now. I'm not stopping in this season. Hey amen, I'm not taking my hand off the plow. Hey amen, can I preach to you tonight, Bakersfield? Now's not the time to take your hand off the plow. Hey amen, now's not the time to relax. Hey amen, now's not the time to let your faith be silent. Now's the time to... In- now's the time to engage your faith now's the time to put your hand on that plow baby and keep on pressing keep on pressing keep on moving don't stop praying don't Woo. Woo. I hope I don't break it praise God Woo, come on Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's time to get a spiritual backbone in the house of God. Uh, I'm telling you, some of you, you're letting the devil cheat you. You're letting the devil just kick you around service after service. Hey, man, Sunday night comes around. Hey, man, and you have victory. And by Monday morning, hey, man, you're letting the adversary tell you what to do and how it's going to happen. Have you forgot who you are? Have you forgot who's living inside of you? Hey, man, you've been washed. You've been cleansed. Hey, man, you've been full of the Holy Ghost. Hey, man, it's time to rise up. Hey, man, to the occasion and pick up your hands and say, I'm not going to stop fighting. I'm not going to stop beating. I'm not going to stop. Oh, because the reality of it is, is that more than anything, the adversary is after your faith. He's after your faith and your faith in God. This is why that Jesus had the discourse with with Peter. He said, Simon, Simon, Satan had desired to sift you as wheat. 
Amen. But I prayed for you that your faith fail not. He was saying, you know what, Simon, really with that process of sifting wheat is, he said, really, the adversary just wants to take you apart. Amen. Till there's nothing left of you, Simon. Amen. The adversary wants to take a thread by thread. Amen. If I begin to take this young man's suit, amen, and take it thread by thread, there'd be nothing left in that suit. Amen. And that's what Jesus was trying to tell Simon. He said, the adversary, what he really desires to do is to tear your life apart until you no longer believe that you no longer trust in God and you no longer have faith. But he said, Simon, I prayed for you. Amen. That your faith fell not. Amen. What does that let you know? That lets you know this, that God doesn't fail, but my faith in God can fail. Amen. God doesn't change and he doesn't fail me. But if I allow my faith in him to fail, that's why I won't stop. And that's why he told Simon, he said, when you're converted, Simon, uh, go tell your brothers. Uh, that's why I refuse to let my faith fail. Uh, and you know how faith fails? Uh, when you stop practicing it. Uh, faith fails uh, when you stop acting in it. Uh, faith fails uh, when you stop moving it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, you can't stop. You, you, you can't be still. The moment that you start being still is the moment that you start walking backwards. The moment that you just get your feet planted, the moment that you get comfortable, Hey man, the moment that you get complacent uh, is the very moment that you start taking steps backward. Uh, hey man, and you don't even realize it. Uh, hey man, what we need in this day and age and hour, uh, hey man, is for the church of the living God. Uh, hey man, to go back on the offense uh, and not sit back just on defense. Uh, hey man, trying to just defend the ground. Uh, hey man, but there needs to be an. There needs to be a tenacity that says I'm taking authority in my city. I'm taking authority. He hasn't called me to be weak and anemic, but he's called me to walk in dominion. He's called me to walk in authority. He's called me to... Come on, Bakersfield, all across this house right now. I want you to lift up your voice and shout unto God as loud as you can right now. Come on, let there be a roar in this house right now. Come on, I want you to lift up your voice as loud as you can right now. Jesus! Man, this lets me know we're exactly right where we need to be tonight. Because half of my notes, I'm not even touching right now. Man, I'm telling you, he's a God that wants to bring that about in your life. I'm telling you, there needs to be some apostolic boldness. 
amen, that gets a hold of you. Amen, because you know in the book of Acts, amen, that's what they were defined by. Amen, they weren't people that just this spoke in tongues, amen, but they were people that walked in boldness, amen, the, the, the scripture lets us know, amen, when they saw Peter and John and saw that they were unlearned men, ignorant men, amen, not that they were dumb, but they were just ignorant in, in, in the, the rabbinical schools, amen, they didn't have all of the, the, the teaching that, that many of the Pharisees did, amen, and when they saw that they were ignorant and unlearned men in those schools, amen, they knew that they had been with Jesus. Amen. Because scripture lets us know when they saw their boldness. Amen. We need a revival of apostolic boldness. We need a revival of apostolic authority. Amen. Not apostolic apathy. Amen. But apostolic authority. Amen. That the people of God know who they are. Know who God's called them to be. Know Hallelujah. You need apostolic authority. Apostolic boldness. When was the last time you just stepped out into faith and just said, well, I'm just going to see just what the Lord will do. When was the last time, hey man, that you, you the Bible lets us know that in Romans that the word, when it's not mixed with faith, hey, it, it, it doesn't profit, but you got to take the word of God and you got to mix it with faith. And, and how many times and when's the last time been, amen, that you heard the word of God be preached and as your pastor began to preach about the perfected, the perfect, even though you don't see the perfect, amen, but the man of God begins to preach about the ideal, amen, you're looking at all the trouble and the worries in your world, amen, but the man of God begins to preach about the ideal in the kingdom of God, amen, and you look and you see it, amen, but you don't see it in your life yet, amen, and you hear that ideal. Amen. When's the last time, amen, that you took that word, amen, even though you did not see it, amen, but you took that word, amen, and you mixed it with your faith and said, I'm just going to believe anyhow. Amen. I'm just going to believe anyhow and just see what the Lord is going to do. transformative God transformative God so Paul would take the time to really preach about this in Romans chapter 12 when he would speak and say be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove amen somebody say prove prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. What does that let you know? Hey man, that God has given you the ability. Hey man, to prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How? By being transformed. Hey man, by the renewing of your mind. Hey man, he let them know in Rome. He said the natural decaying process. Hey man, is for you to be conformed to this world. Why? Because the world is always trying to put the pressure. Hey man, to shape you. Hey 
amen, to try to make you, amen, into what the world wants you to be, amen. But he said, you know how, amen, you resist that process. You know how that you resist, amen, that trick of the adversary. He said, you get renewed in your mind, amen, you be transformed. That's why every time that you come to the house of God, you shouldn't leave God's house until you've gotten full of the Holy Ghost and you've gotten full of power. Why? Because that's the transforming process that every time that you speak in tongues, amen, until you feel the victory, your mind is being transformed. Your mind is being transformed. Your mind is being renewed. Your faith is being reactivated. Your faith is being afresh and new. The Bible says that every man has been given the measure. Man, faith. Measure to a man. But you and I have the responsibility if we are going to activate our faith. We have the responsibility if we're going to engage our faith. Because the reality, hey man, that is if we sit and stay stagnated, hey man, and just say, well, I'll just wait and see what happens. Hey man, we will begin to decay. Hey man, but the only way that the river is still flowing, hey man, and the river is giving fresh water, hey man, because there is not a moment of stagnation, it's not a moment of just death, but it is alive and it's flowing. Hey man, it's time that we begin to flow in the Holy Ghost and allow the Lord to lead us, amen, and the things that God wants us to take dominion and authority over, amen, it's time to let that transformation get a hold of us, amen, so that we can see the very, Woo! see the very power of God operating, oh, I just feel it in the Holy Ghost right now, Woo! that there's doors that God wants to unlock for this church. And there's things that God wants to do in this church. Amen. And in this city. Amen. But you got to activate your faith. And there's things that God wants to do in your world. And he wants to do in your family. Amen. But you got to activate your faith. Amen. You got to engage with the word of God. You got to put the word of God in practice. Amen. Don't sit and just wait for your miracle. Amen. I know the scripture says wait on the Lord. Amen. But that interpretation is not just to sit and just see what God will do. Amen. And observe the house of God. Amen. You know what that waiting process is? True waiting is while I'm waiting, I'm working. And while I'm working, baby, he's going to come through. And while I'm working, he's going to be faithful. And while I'm working, amen, the doors are going to open. And while I'm working, something's going to shift. And while I'm praying, the atmosphere is changing. And while I'm shouting, the atmosphere is Woo! Excuse me, I'm just going to have fun for a little bit. Woo!
you don't even know all of hell is scared tonight. Amen. Because the word of God is going forth. And you know what's happening? As the word of God goes forth, amen, it's shredding the lies of the adversary. It's shredding the lies that the adversary told you this morning. It's shedding the lies that the adversary told you tonight. The word of God still works. It If you believe that, why don't you take about 20 seconds and just give God some praise. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're in the right place tonight. Yeah. You're in the right place tonight. I'm telling you what. There's no place in this city. Hey, man, there's no AA meeting. There's no whatever all these drug deals, processes, times, whatever they are. You guys can name them for me or something. What do they call them? AA and it's all kind of stuff. I don't know. But there's no meeting. There's no meeting in this city has the power that we have in this house right now. There's no gathering in this city that has the anointing, amen, that is bouncing from wall to wall inside the side in this house right now. Amen, there's no meeting going on. Amen, that is as powerful. Amen, as we have church in the house of God right now. There's nothing more powerful, amen, than when the glory of God begins to ascend in this house. Amen, and the power of God begins to be in demonstration. There is nothing more powerful transformative power of God. It's a transformative power of the Holy Ghost. This was the conversation that Jesus was having with the woman at the well. The woman at the well, she had no idea who she was talking to. Jesus gives the discourse and says, give me to drink. And, and her, she's like, well, I'm a Samaritan. Why are you even taking the time to, to conversate with me? And Jesus begins to have a discourse with her that if you knew who it was that asked you to give me the drink, you would ask of him living water. You would ask of him water that will cause you to never thirst again. He said, water that I shall give shall be in him a well of springing up into everlasting life. Man, Jesus has given her this discourse, talking to her, because the reality of the Samaritans that they had no idea who they were worshiping. Long ago, we find in Kings that Samaritans, they, they mixed the worship of one God, amen, with idolatrous worship. So Jesus begins to tell her, you don't know who you worship. There's a day coming that those that would worship, they would worship him. Amen. And in spirit and in truth. Gives the discourse of the well that will not run dry. Gives the discourse of that water that is everlasting water. Amen. That transforms the mind. That transforms the heart. That transforms the attitude. That transforms the behavior. 
That is the transforming of power of Jesus Christ. Every time that we get into the house of God, we are having an opportunity, amen, and an invitation from God, amen, that says I'm inviting you, amen, to a moment and place of transformation, amen, not to a place, amen, of stagnation and ease, but I'm inviting you to a place, amen, that you can be transformed, amen, by the power of the Holy Ghost. You can be transformed, amen, by the power of the Spirit. Amen. You want to know what the answer is to your problem in the house of God tonight? Amen. You want to know, amen, the answer to the things that are going on in your world? Amen. It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the Holy Ghost. It's not, oh, I got the Holy Ghost five years ago, baby, and I haven't spoken tongue since. No, it's the Holy Ghost every day. It's the It's the Holy Ghost every day. It's the Holy Ghost of every opportunity and every moment that we get the chance, amen, to allow the faith of God to work in us. Amen. I'm coming to a close tonight. Amen. But in closing, when I consider and think about our scripture text, and Moses is getting called to a place Man, the musicians can come. Moses is coming to a place, and Moses is, he's, he, he's been running for a while. Circumstances and situations have happened, and things have, have gone on, and circumstances that seem so insurmountable and it's too big for, for Moses. He, he finds himself walking in this place, and he, and he sees this burning bush. Now, we would know that the burning bush is not, is not something that's not, uh, uh, unusual, but the fact that the bush was burning and it was not consumed. It catches Moses' attention. God begins to call out to Moses, begins to have a discourse with Moses, begins to tell Moses, hold where you're standing, Moses. It's holy ground. Moses, thus far, Moses, you've been able to get to the place that you've gotten to on your own two feet. But Moses, where you're standing, is holy ground. And Moses, before you go any further, Moses, I want you to take off your shoes. Moses, you've gotten to this place with your own power. You've gotten to this place with your own human ingenuity. But Moses, where I'm getting ready to take you and where I'm getting ready to take my people, hey man, it is in a place of transformation, amen, that is not by your power, amen, and it's not by your might, amen, but Moses, before you get to that place, amen, you got to rid yourself of some things, Moses, amen, Moses, you got to trust me, Moses, you got to have faith in me, Moses, you got to take off your shoes, amen, because your shoes are symbolic, amen, of where you have walked, amen, in your own ability, in your own power, amen, 
Can you hear me tonight? Amen. God is inviting someone in this house. Amen. For a moment, an opportunity of transformation. And the Lord is saying, Amen. You've got this far. Amen. But where I want to take you, Moses, and what I want to do in you, Amen. You got to take off everything. Amen. That'll hint everything that will hinder you. For you to go to that place of transformation, for you to go to that place of where I've ultimately really called you, and you haven't been in that place, Moses, because you've been wandering around. Hey, man, but there's an interaction in the presence of God. There's a confrontation in the presence of God that God says... Amen. For you to go forward. Amen. You got to press into this place. And I firmly believe. Amen. That Moses had to believe and trust God with all of his heart. Amen. He had to trust God with everything that was inside of him. Amen. He had to have faith. Amen. I've been running for a long time. Amen. I've been with circumstances. Amen. That have been too big for me. Amen. But you know what? It's time that I trust God and I operate in faith. Amen. What I've come to preach to you tonight, church. Amen. It's time to engage in faith. It's time to step out in the Holy Ghost. It's time to go again. It's time to try one more time. It's time just to see what the Lord All across this house, I want you to stand with me right now. Hallelujah. Oh, do you feel the Holy Ghost right now? Come on. There's a moment, an opportunity of transformation. Hey, man, I've come to preach to somebody to revive your faith tonight. Hey man, I've come to remind you to revive your faith tonight. Hey man, I don't want you just to shed tears tonight. Hey man, I don't want you to wallow. Hey man, in pain and sorrow. Hey man, but I, what I want you to do tonight, and what I feel so strongly that the Lord wants you to do tonight, He wants you to lift up your eyes and see where your help comes from. Hey man, stop looking at the circumstances. Stop looking at the trials. Stop looking at the issues. Hey man, and get your eyes eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on Jesus. Begin to activate faith in the house tonight. Hallelujah. I open these altars to you tonight. Amen. Some of you know exactly where you're at tonight. It doesn't take me going down to your row and to your seat and saying that you know that this message is for you tonight. Amen. But you firmly know that as the word of God began to go forth, there was confirmation in your spirit. And though I may know nothing about you, but God knows your address and God knows exactly where you are tonight. And there's a God that allowed this man to preach tonight. Amen. To implore you. Amen. It's time to revive your faith. Amen. It's time to renew your faith. Come on, Bakersfield. Amen. It's time to... Engage that faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on all across this house. I want you to lift up your voice. 
Come on, I want there to be a release of a shout unto God. Come on, I don't want you to wallow in sorrow. I don't want you to wallow in pain. I don't want you to wallow in feeling sorry for yourself today. Hey, man, there's a divine lift that's in this house right now. And I'm telling you, there's a lift that's going to pick you up. Hey, man, there's a lift that's going to pick you up tonight. Hey, man, but it's going to take your faith. It's going to take obedience. It's time to mix your faith. Hey, man, with the word of God tonight. It's time. 